You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Sick of overpriced apparel and equipment? Looking for a company who prides themselves in quality products and services? Look no further than our friends at Hit Factory Athletics. Created by a pro ball player, born purely from the love of the game, they exist to serve players and fans of the game. Take it from me, Ben. Hit Factory Athletics prides itself in quality and service. Head on over and check them out at www.hitfactoryathletics.com. That's www.hitfactoryathletics.com. At checkout, enter promo code DRPODCAST, that is D-R-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and receive a 10% discount upon checkout. Join the legends with Hit Factory Athletics. Portland is a baseball town. Our secretary didn't have anybody on the phone. <laughs> there was nobody on the phone. They were just egging me along. So they brought a little short, chubby guy in with the name Peters and put him <laughs> in my place and sent me to double A ball. Two fans, one mission to bring Major League Baseball to Oregon, fueled by Guardian Games and Athletic Field Design. This is the Diamonds and Roses podcast. Without further ado, your host, Ben and Dave. Just a good old boy. No All right, you're done. No more. <laughs> Shut oh, that down. Come on. You always interrupt me, Dave. Yeah, well, we got no artistic talent, so we're going to move on. You got talent and other things. Uh, you got this whole mess set up. We're here at Jester Studios, and it's a mess, but you got it set up. You got it set up right. What's going on, Ben? Well, we're clicking and turning. And as always, I'm Ben. And I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. And you're listening to the Diamonds and Roses Podcast. We're back again, week number two, with sponsor, Mr. Mike Hebrard with Athletic Field Design. Uh, last episode, Mike was so nice to talk about uh, some of his background, some of his history, and some of his time in AA ball, uh, a little bit of AAA ball, talked about some Portland Mavericks, talked about some Portland Beavers. And this episode, we're going to focus a little bit on uh, Mike's current position of what he does with his uh, work in athletic field design and all the different fun stuff that he's done. We're also going to talk about uh, some of the old Portland Old Timers Baseball Association and then their Diamond Classic, which is a golf tournament that's coming up in this August. And so Mike's going to talk to us a little bit about that. And then to, you know, bring it full circle, we're going to talk a little bit MLB to PDX and kind of get Mike's take on that. So without further ado, Mike, thanks for uh, being on. It's like long time no see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let, let, let's let's rewind a bit. There was a, yeah. I, I, I swear I smelled an interesting story coming up as you were kind of transitioning. You were kind of in a, a near end life transition there. Yeah. Um, my first year there, we wanted to try to uh, get local communities uh, going. So this is Amarillo, right? Amarillo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And we decided to play a game in Lubbock, which is about like from here to Eugene yeah. away. And uh, I can't remember if we were at the college. I think it might be college. I can't remember. But 
uh, we just showed up on the bus and the field wasn't in very good shape and everything and stuff like that. And uh, so uh, we heard heard that a little bit. Well, we had another one scheduled in um, Clovis, New Mexico. Hmm. Well, our um, our catcher, um, one of the catchers decided he could make more money at his dad's Beverly Hills dry cleaning business than he could play pro ball. So he left. Well, our other catcher had a 103 degree temperature. Oh, so, um, granted to say, my name did come up, whether it's brief or not. Do we use use catch Mike? And it was a, it was voted out. I would say rather quickly, you know. And they <laughs> they, they caught the guy with a 103 degree temperature. There was probably a better choice. But doing that, so we bring up a guy from I want to say Reno, Ron Tingley. And uh, here's one of those interesting stories with Ron. Ron was drafted, I think, as a, an outfielder. Well, short single A, you got probably 10 outfields out there. They're going to play the guys they signed a little bit more or rotate them in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think Ron got a little bit bored and just started catching guys. And he ended up being a big league backup most of his life. You wow. Know? Smart so, choice. Yeah. We, so I go with um, another funny story on that. My former roommate is Vince Noss. He's with Baseball Chapel now. Hmm. But uh, he was interning with us, and he and I went to Clovis the day before, and I worked on the field, and Vince did all the media stuff, you know, whatever. And I said, okay, I'm ready to chalk the field. Where did I get the chalk? Oh, we don't use chalk. We use flour from the mill. So I got this cake pillow. when you're done, or what? Yeah, yeah. I got this inverted pillow sack that's got flour in there. So I'm chalking the line, and all of a sudden there's a bird eating the foul line. You know? So, so poor old Ron, uh, he gets he gets called up, and his first double A game is in Clovis, New Mexico, in this really little rat hole field we're at. Well, we had Tim Flannery, who was actually our I think our second baseman, had hurt back, and. We borrowed one of their players. I think his name was Kapowski. I think he might have broken minor league record for errors, you know, <laughs> something like you know that. Roger and, Dorn. Yeah. yeah. So what was funny was that his roommate hit a home run. No this his roommate. So he comes around second base. He gives him five. Now, our fans don't know that. He's a, he would oh, borrow him. So, there's some weird optics yeah, right so there. So here's, here's poor Ron catching this <laughs> mess, you know, on that. So... Vince, the next, we're going to go back to AAA here. Vince uh, ends up, he's from Philadelphia, and he ends up getting assistant director of information for Phillies, his idol. He's got it. Dream he's job. Mm-hmm. And Richie Ashburn is involved there too. So um, anyway, I get contacted to catch the home run contest for the Phillies and the Beavers. Okay? So I got I, I got the Philly road eating form. I'm just going to catch a home run contest. So... There's there's my ex roommate Vince talking to John Denny. I think he's a side one, side uh, uh, a winner, and I go up to Vince and I go, uh, where, "Where do you want me?" He's going, "This is not my place to tell guys where to be," you know. You know, and he realizes me, and I'm just standing there, and all of a sudden this guy says, "Hey, let's play catch." Okay, this is Mike Schmidt. You know, don't oh bad him, man! You know? So that was uh, played catch with Mike. Schmitt. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was, that's uh, killer. Yeah, that was that was a kind of a funny thing, uh-huh. and so that kind of gets us back to where I moved back to Portland, obviously, and uh, I'm literally begging guys to let me help them with the field, 
Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that comes up, um, the do baseball in this town, can you make a living full-time year-round doing baseball? Not, not, no, not, not really. Not, not really. Okay. No. Yeah. But the passion for that type of work is baseball. Yeah. There's no passion putting straight lines out there and, and doing this and stuff. Well, I, I kind of, but that pace. And um, I used to have, oh, I'd go out and do a football field, use some of the hurt players or the coaches, and it wasn't, it wasn't a money issue. It was getting it done. Hmm. And once I got to that point, and I start bringing a couple guys in with me, mm-hmm. and we're doing three and four fields a day, which, I mean, most districts would be like you get that done in a week. You know, yeah. we, we've got That's it down amazing. to such a system on how we do stuff. You know, so and then we, we start doing the soccer, and I had to start learning about soccer, and they throw lacrosse in there. You yeah. know, That's a whole and new, I know well. Um, I win the lacrosse by def- default. It's either mommy's and daddy's or grounds got the rule book, and neither one's good because the way they got the girls' rules and stuff and how you do it. And then I got to do the um, some of the World Cup games when they brought the sod in Civic Stadium. That's cool. That was oh, wow. that was kind of neat. Huh. We had the we had the SARS thing, so we got moved moved there. Yeah. So that was kind of neat to do that. I've probably done things a little bit different than I did before, but I, I was kind of still learning. Mm-hmm. I had. I really didn't have a mentor on doing a lot of this stuff. Yeah, you just learned it on the fly. And I met mm-hmm. I met George Toma, uh, you know, the guru of them all. And then I literally um, I met the head guy Don Fallett, that was with the Arizona State at that time. I met him the year before at a convention, and um, I says, Don, if I come two weeks before the Super Bowl, can you get me on the field? He goes, Yeah. So I get a plane and fly in there, get a rental car and a hotel, and I go down there and I'm. And I'm holding the hose. Now all I gotta do is step on a line and drag the hose. I'm gone, you know, yeah. on that. So I got to know those guys a little bit and stuff like cool. that. It's kind of interesting because I'm in the in the oh I guess the the um, grounds room. And I see George reading this uh, article on the Sports Surf magazine. I'm looking at it. There's a picture of me. My back, he's reading, you know, what are the odds, you know, That's cool. see that. So, and he knows me as that guy in Oregon, you know, <laughs> on that. So he's still a, a good friend. I, I I actually got to know him from Jim Carnes International Seed, was personal friends and used to mm-hmm. supply the seed for the Super Bowl. So I got that relationship was more on a personal one than most guys get it on the grounds guy because they sure. all know him from the ground. Yeah. yeah. You know. One of the questions that actually comes up and I'm, I'm kind of jumping back a little bit sure. and I'm, I, I forgot this. Why catching? I mean, what, what was it about that position that kind of made you want to jump in or is it just something that you fell into? Shortest of the water cooler? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know no. if it's like something well, that inspired uh, you. One thing on baseball that I found out somewhat early that your arm develops by playing all the time. Mm-hmm. And never not playing very much, you know. I didn't have a very good arm, and uh, I wasn't very fast. Well, I, you know, um, I, I the way I was born, there were some uh, limitations on the way I was born with my hips and stuff. Which 16 years ago I had a hip replacement because I just mm. basically running. So I never could run very good. You know, mm-hmm. that's uh, I learned early that I could I, I could not run at all, and then and I couldn't throw very good, but I could catch guys and roll the ball back. You know. And that's why I was a um, Bob Uecker catcher, where I just wait for the ball to stop rolling and go to the backstop, pick it up, throw it back, you know, yeah. all that <laughs> stuff. You know, so that's pretty much it. Okay. And um, I think I would catch anybody at any time, you know. And I think that was a 
a lot of times guys say, I don't want to catch right now or something like that. But, you know, there mm, was there's kind it. of a shortage of it in a way, you know. Yeah, sure. And I like doing it. And, you know, I probably had a pretty good relationship with a lot of the pitchers, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're working on this uh, with your business, um, Athletic Field Design. Mm-hmm. When did you, what year did you start Athletic Field Design? Uh, probably about 26 years ago. But, see, I've been in it for, you're looking over at my 40 card, years. over 40 years because I was in Amarillo. Yeah. And set, uh 79 or so yeah so you really that kind of really kind of projected you to where you were going i didn't know i i was a i i was a i'm a dumb p major with a master's never took a business or marketing class and i've created this thing that you know i did have competition which was my son he moved to phoenix and he's doing the same thing i'm doing no way yeah he he's a business major yeah and um uh he worked for me a little bit he worked with me since he's five years old well after he graduated played four years of college baseball and was a two-way guy in division two and was you know, pretty good that's cool yeah, that was good ways, yeah. and uh i remember when i was talking to his um his coach in missouri western and I, he said well we just want him to pitch he's a good pitcher we we need a closer i go ah uh, yeah look i'm swing the bat a little bit no 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 we can pitch next thing i know he's he's played first he batted four or five and then he's Throwing game one and going to third and playing division first. two, that's crazy. And if I mm. had a complaint, if I had a complaint, I see parents who have that all time complaint about the playing time. Andy played too much. He, <laughs> I mean, I mean, he'd be in there the whole game, and mm-hmm. you know, if he come in relief and stuff like that, you know. So, uh, so he he ended up working with the Redskins. You know, I had to get away from Daddy for a little bit. Yeah, and he worked a full year uh, with the Dodgers on there. You know, and um, he found out I wasn't such a dummy. You know, by the guys he with, the, the Eric Hansen and the Dodgers, I couldn't have picked a better guy for my son to go to and, and mentor. That's cool. You know, and so, and he's um, in Phoenix now, so he kind of helps out with, uh, with a guy that has a company that renovates fields, and he just got done doing the, two of the spring training sites for the Dodgers uh, minor league side. Okay. And uh, the Cubs logo at... Um, uh, Sloan Field, mm-hmm. he did that for him, and so he's he's managed some other projects and stuff like that. So he's mm-hmm. done real well. But you know, he's a business degree. He's he's taken my stuff to a little bit higher level on that. With me, not I do some pretty good marketing and stuff. Obviously, uh, the the money you're making on my advertising here is you know <laughs> <laughs> that can that, that this another bottle of beer is yeah. going there. Yeah, bottle of beer and this yeah. magnet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it well, says right here. Do. <laughs> it says right here on your magnet. You're a tournament groundskeeper for Little League. Yeah, for the Little League Softball World Series. Oh, Alpine yeah. Rose. Yeah, Alpine yeah, Rose. Okay. It is just like the one they have in, in Williamsport for the boys. We have that same age group in uh, Portland. Did you go back to Williamsport to kind of look at the layout and see how they do things? Uh, I went back there last year. Mainly, I was back. I, I'm hooked up with a long drive. Mm-hmm. You know, so we were. I was back in Atlantic City, and. Um, so I went up there and just saw the facility, you know, and uh, I mean it's it's really primo on the way they do things and stuff. Um, my they don't have a lot of games on there. They do some camps and stuff. My challenge is that they get done with their tournament or their league play. They go into tournaments. So I used to try to renovate it during the, their. It just didn't work out, you know, and um, then uh, about I want to say almost ten years ago. Uh, grass infield with little league softball looks a little mundane, little little ho- hokey. You know, mm-hmm. this isn't. You know, you're going competing against ASA and yeah. stuff. Well, 
Granted, these ASA tournaments, if you ever look how they prep a field, nothing gets the guys to do it. They get five minutes. They're not filling in the holes. They're, not, they're hmm. maybe dragging the dust all over and all this stuff. And uh, our, our batter's box and mounds are just second to none, you know. But uh, so uh, they came up. Lilly International came up and says, well, I've actually had a couple coaches say, why don't you just cut the sod and put it over there for a week to bring it back? It, it's garbage. You know, so hmm. we end up stripping the infield, you know, and I think we did two the first year and stripping them and, you know, sod cutting and regrading. I have a little laser grader so I can mm-hmm. set the grade at it stuff. And uh, so that that's working pretty good. And you know, softball feels a little still mundane, all dirt. Well, I'm, I kind of represent um, a, a, a Kennedy uh turface and they have different colors of product. Hmm. So... I went out and did, uh, for opening ceremonies, I did some mowing patterns. We drop it and miss and drop, you know. And I told the the um, tournament director, says, um, you know, don't get surprised when you see what we do for the, you <laughs> know, for the opening ceremonies. I said, I'd like to do it for a championship game. I'll take a picture and send it to ESPN. Very he sends cool. it in, and they want to know what it looks like after the fourth inning. Good. So the next day, I'd do another pattern. And um, I go, what they say? Oh, I forgot to send a picture. <laughs> so I had to do it again, oh, third no. day, you know. So uh, anyway, they had no problem. So we start doing these other patterns, you know. And some are pretty tricky. And then uh, we were still playing, I think, a couple games at the other field. Then we move all of them, all four games a day are at main field. Mm-hmm. And so... <clears throat> Um, and by the way, 2012, we won Field of the Year for the Sports Turf thing, which is a it's kind of high honor mm-hmm. to, to win that. That's uh, and um, you know my son was helping out quite a bit and stuff. So uh, uh, we kind of took that another level. I've got a lot of support from Toro and uh, and um, Lewis Seed and Scott's Fertilizer mm-hmm. and uh, some of the other people. Um, when I first started it, I don't even think I fertilized. The first year or two, and then I met a guy, Jim Fredig with Scotts, and he started helping me out a little bit. And I've reached out to many people. So, so you how like you got a client base? How far how far out around the area are you going now? Like in terms of your geographic, real time? real simple, keeping it close. I go anywhere you pay the freight. Really? Unfortunately, with my age and my weight, the freight bill has gone up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I got I got kind of hooked up with a guy with a long long drive Tim Kemp in Dallas and they have the long drive national championship they were just doing one and it was in um, uh, Thatcherville Oklahoma at Windstar Casino and through all this process the this guy owned the long drive thing and it got kind of somewhat I, I don't know the whole detail it somewhat got sold to the golf channel well the golf channel was thinking if we do more of these, we can sell more ads. So we we went to Denver one year. We went to um, uh, we went to um, Maricopa. We've gone to Mesquite now. Uh, back there, we didn't go there this year. We're in Tennessee. We're just at Fort Jackson on a military base, mm-hmm. uh, Atlantic City. You know, so I kind of got involved in this thing a little bit, and uh, I've kind of helped the guy a little bit, and then he's networking. I've brought him out That's here. Good. Mm-hmm. I got him tasting our honey ginger lime. You know, Art, I don't think you've talked to Art Lawrence from 
uh, is Cascade Brewing and stuff, and that's another that's another story on the Hunting Ginger Line. But anyway, this guy does parking lots and rail yards. Hmm. He's a good old football coach. He just started painting fields and parking lots. So I go, so uh, you paint one line, then five hundred more. Uh, yeah, I said that's passionless painting. What do you mean? There's no passion paint lines. I do nice stuff. I do all these logos, logos and everything. Right. It looks cool, you yeah. know? <laughs> and so we kind of, uh, uh, I brought him out here, helped me out a job at Nike, and I have to buy him a raincoat. Because it's just raining, he doesn't pay parking lots. So, you know, and so uh, it was kind of a funny story. So anyway, um, I kind of got, uh, he usually drives all the equipment there, and we fly in and, okay. and do that. And awesome. I've gone to, I do the three single A fields in this area, Hillsboro, uh, Eugene, and uh, Volcanoes. Okay. Uh, uh, the t- two synthetic fields, Eugene and Hops, I'm usually painting their logo because they try to, like like PK Park, they have ducks right now. Mm-hmm. I actually painted the first duck logo and show them how to do it. Cool. And then they'll remove that. Um, I don't know if you know how the removal paint system works. No, I know. No, it's it's se- Seattle. In New England, and I think a couple more now, are all Atlanta, are all green fields. They're all green. There's not in one inlaid line in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dallas is a little different. They have three fields. They have NFL, they'll have a collegiate football, and they'll have a soccer. So they have three completely different fields. Right. All the rest have one field. And so they uh this paint has um it's more like a stain, I guess you would say. And you spray a chemical. Well, Portland, uh Province Park, same thing. They're all green. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And they put a chemical that softens the paint. Now, the technology has come so much that with the chemical that softens the paint, they have a vacuum on it that will suck up the paint is lighter than the rubber and sand. Wow. So, wow. so they do that a lot. Chemistry when, and physics. When they first yeah. did Seattle, they were using paint with, I think, um, high uh, red, oh, are we talking CenturyLink? Or are we talking yeah, CenturyLink? Uh, okay. Yeah, the first one, and that uh, that paint didn't break down, and that you look under after they pulled the turf up, it was just solid compacted stuff. They were actually trying to decompact it with other equipment, mm-hmm. but now it's all removable stuff. So uh, I do a lot of um, um, like uh, as soon as they're, they're done with the, the Oregon baseball, uh, they'll remove that, and I'll go down and do I, the Corvallis night stuff. Um, no, because that uh, it's too much stuff. They already got stuff on the field already. Hmm. It's hard to put their logo anywhere. Right. Uh, but I got to do. Um, uh, the, I have the championship for a couple years ago when Eugene won it, so I got to I got to do that again. Hmm. And we did. I think we did. Um, I want to say forty two one year in the uh, for uh, um, Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Yeah. yeah. We, we freehand that out in the outfield with a darker color paint. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's wore off. And then uh, the hops, I do their hashtag and their um, like an at sign. I all hopped up and and Hillsborough hops mm-hmm. on each in front of the dugouts. And then I paint barley. I've done the H. I've done hops. So they it gives them a lot of flexibility sure. by changing that. And we mm-hmm. uh, we actually uh, can do that on grass too with this type yeah. of paint. You know, just got to use less chemical. I, th- I think we've got to get out there one of these days and, yeah. and kind of see this process get, and how he's oh, yeah. doing this. Get the pictures of it, get it up on the site. Yeah, yeah. that'd be really cool. cool. Yeah, I got headquarters is a Cascade Brewing. 
Sure. Afterwards, you know, almost mandatory after you help paint. Yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> get I, like, all, I like that. Get all the of, toxins yeah. out of your system. Yeah, I like that kind of headquarters. <laughs> so I got a, I got a question for you because I'm a bit of a dummy on this. Good. So with the turf fields, you, you see, like, if you go to college, I mean, sorry, soccer games, you see them out there watering the, the field a bunch of times. Can you explain a little bit about yeah, why? Yeah, that, that kind of adds to uh, the slide tackle and slippery enough. But the... They originally came up with all this irrigation to flood the field down uh, because it's so hot. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what happens, you create a, an unnatural humidity factor. Yeah. You With all the heat and throw water on it, you're like yeah. Houston. So it lasts, I think they said, 30, 40 minutes as far as cooling the field down. I've seen where umpires will faint and pass out because Jeez. they're just standing in the same place all the time. They're just baking. Yeah. yeah. But I think with soccer, uh, it, it doesn't get you very far. You know, I know when they... Um, first put the Portland field in they're all about the speed index and then the, then this pouring down rain you see a big rooster tail on the ball where's yeah. your speed index you know yeah. mm-hmm. all that thing but uh, I think that it, it, the cooling factor doesn't work as well I mean you can't stop the game every once in a while and water the field mm-hmm. again because it will. it's so hot in there and it's got the black rubber that will probably absorb uh, that heat uh, yeah, yeah. Heat and stuff like that so uh what was what's been your like the coolest experience that you've had is so far uh, you know in your field oh so far that you've you've enjoyed the most i uh got to help out the rose bowl a couple years ago oh Oh, really yeah yeah Um, i met will snell at uh we i've kind of we have this national sports turf conference every year and it revolves around and i'm in denver and i'm looking there's the guys from arizona there's guys from washington there's a guy from usc you know and they don't know each other. So I got all our con- contact information. Sure. I got them all together, introduce everybody, take a picture. That's about all we do. And I've done the, the fourth year. So Will one time, you know, he's with you, you know, Rose Bowl or um, uh, 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 Rose Bowl, yeah. And that's where UCLA plays a home game. Mm-hmm. So he's part of UCLA, in my opinion. And all of a sudden Will says, hey, and we got like 18 of us standing around. I want to invite you guys y'all can come and help with Rose Bowl. Well, That's cool. I'm I'm in Phoenix during Christmas time and I call Will. I says, uh, is this still offered? He says, yeah, yeah. I says, okay, well, I'll come down and help paint then I'll go back home and are you going to stay for the game? I go, well, I didn't know his option. No, 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 you got to stay for the game. <laughs> That's awesome. So I go down there and and um, we're rolling. He, he rolls the all the end zones and the sideline. They're all, it's pretty mundane compared to what I do. Mm-hmm. But his grass... I would say that's the best grass I've ever seen. The really? Rose Bowl, unbelievable. Yeah. But I look back when uh, Oregon played uh, Penn State in Rose Bowl, and there's mm-hmm. big clips. I think it was before Will was there, and it's nowhere near it is now. And mm-hmm. they grant they get a new field two, three times a year because they got other events and stuff. But it's a showcase, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so um, uh, I'm helping out roll stuff and everything. And then um, um, he said one year the Rose Bowl committee wouldn't. Um, let the grounds guy on the field during the game. They had to all watch the game in his office, you know. Huh. So, but that got all cleared up. So, um, we get the game going. I got my badge and everything. And where I'm at, my seat, you can't buy. You can't buy the seat I had. Cool. Are you with Oklahoma? Well, no. Are you with Georgia? No. Are you with the Rose Bowl Committee? No. What were you here? So, I'm, I'm standing on six feet from the sideline. The whole no, game. No yeah. way. And so we have two touchdowns on my end. 
I look on the scoreboard, and so I film it. I take a picture of me. I'm right there on the That's scoreboard. Awesome. You know, so taking a picture you, of you filming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Surreal. So yeah. it was. Uh, I would say that was probably the the epitome of actually mm-hmm. being an event. And I couldn't tell you what it looks on the stands. I never. I'm in front of the ropes guy. I'm never really in the stands. I'm terrible watching a game. I um, actually was at Arizona State uh, last month and sat with my wife for three full games, which I've never done. I don't, yeah. I haven't done that with my son pitching. You know, <laughs> I'm in a corner somewhere. Yeah. You know? Well, when I went and saw the UP University of Portland play Oregon yeah. State, you yeah. were you were down by the foul pole yeah. and yeah. just standing there. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't. In fact, uh, one year I painted, uh, uh, I did something for the hops, and I had a big, bright orange Oregon State shirt on, and I come to the game, KL gets me on the game, and, and he goes... Uh, where, 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 here's a TV game. He goes, where, where you at? I go, oh, I, I'm fine. I don't, I don't see. No, no, no. I, I I need you sitting in the front row because there's nobody sitting there. So, Optics. so I yeah, took like three seats, man, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm, oh, a big old orange thing right behind home plate. So that's kind of Like the, the, the Marlins guy. At the <laughs> yeah, time. pretty right. much, yeah. yeah. That's what they're always doing down <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. So you're part of an organization called the uh, Old Timers Baseball Association. Um, when did you tell us a little bit about the old timers baseball and and when did you you, you join the old timers baseball association? Um, I, when I moved back to Portland, I used to go to their banquets, you know, and um, and we you know we've had speakers like Tommy Lasorda's and way, some more keynote ones way before uh, I got involved, and then um, uh, Milo Mesco uh, he's passed away since, but um, he was involved with the old timers board and said. Uh, Hey Mike, we're uh, we're playing an old timers game, and um, and Ben, do you want to meet us there? I go, yeah. So I'm thinking, I'm borderline being an old timer. I caught somewhat professionally five bucks a game, if that's professionally for the Beavers in the bullpen. Yeah. So I'm borderline being an old timer. Yeah. I I was happened to be down in Roseburg, and it's, my son was with me, so we drove across, and I I go over there, and they said, oh, the uniforms are. Over there in the dugout, you got red, little red shorts and a kind of pullover mock beaver and a, and a little hat. So we're taking batting practice. That's kind of neat. So I go and stand next to the guy and go, "Where'd you play at?" Oh, I'm a lawyer. Oh, okay. So I go stand next to the guy and he says, "Where'd you play at?" Oh, I played 15 over softball. <laughs> he's played. One of the guys he played was Arnie Wilson. I think he was seven years old. <laughs> and he still could play. So, Made you feel a little better. Yeah, maybe. so yeah, yeah. I met um, Art Lawrence was uh, with Linfield, another Linfield National Championship. I know two guys. Um, and uh, he played in 66, I believe. And uh, he refused to catch this one guy. So I got. I found out if I could catch every other inning and have – Two weeks off, another fifty weeks off. I still could play, you know. It worked out. <laughs> another so, fifty weeks yeah. off. <laughs> so the funny part is, uh, funny. they had obviously some some pretty good oversight weight guys, and well, one of their guys, uh, he did something to his leg, and so they just really literally dragged him off the field to get off <laughs> fair play, yeah. and we put Old another guy baseball. out there and stuff. So I met Art Lawrence, and and um, kind of funny story, but uh, Art Art was. Uh, with Portland Brewing. And so I bought this stock for 500 bucks. It gave you one free pint of beer a day. And this goes back to my business a little bit. I'll go back to the old timers. Um, I'm telling these guys all this stuff to do on the field. And so it looks like I'm a know-it-all. 
This guy goes, well, what CDs do you recommend buying? Oh, I wouldn't buy CD. I'd buy the Port Brewing stock. 500 bucks. Free buy a beer a day. Went down the next day and bought it. Stock. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> so I got no art, and then he says, uh, "Oh, we, we need you on the on the on the board. You're one of the younger guys on the board." So I kept on, you know, doing a couple things and stuff. And um, and uh, Ruth Mesco was getting ready to retire, and my wife, legal secretary, was pretty well automated with with computers and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And Art approached her about being our new executive secretary, you know. And I didn't want her to do that, and but she's She's made it pretty, she's really organized a lot of stuff for us and really helped out with our technology. We still have a couple guys that we got to do snail mail with and stuff, but mm-hmm. most of everybody we're doing on that. But we what we do is we have the uh, two events a year. We do um, a banquet that uh, we uh, issue scholarships to mm-hmm. the players that's, uh, that are going to college and stay in Oregon, mm-hmm. you know. Mainly it's the Portland area. And then... Uh, uh, we tried to, uh, we can't do Oregon, Oregon State, or now UP because they're fully funded. So if we gave the money to that kid, it goes in the general fund, the kid never sees it. Sure. So, so we smaller go, schools. Yeah, we go to Linfield, Mount Hood Community. Concordia. Yeah, okay, Concordia. so that makes sense because I was yeah. wondering a little bit why it was yeah. some of these other kids. Yeah, kids so when, need, people don't quite understand that. And there's some accolades that kids got to be like first team. I'm not involved in that selection committee. There are criteria. And, uh, there, yeah. There's some criteria for them to do right. uh, the represent uh, us, and then um, then we do the golf tournament that uh, we try to get foursomes together and mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah. Uh, do Let's that. talk a little bit about this golf tournament. It's well, the Diamond know, Classic the Golf Tournament. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Diamond Classic Golf yeah. Tournament, In which Loa, huh? um, yeah. takes okay. place this August. I believe it's said August first Monday in August. Always first Monday yep. in August. August fifth at one p.m. at the Reserve. Yeah. Um, which is at 4805 Southwest 229th Avenue in Aloha, Oregon, 97007. Yeah. yeah. So you're obviously playing 18 holes. Uh, a, there's a, a golf cart, range balls, lunch and refreshments on the course. Great tur- lunch. Great. Yeah. You know. There's a dinner, banquet, and awards. Oh, yeah. Program days of activities and team contest awards. It says, we invite all golfers to enjoy a fun event to raise money for youth baseball in portland good cause good cause we have uh money we also give uh uh, we have um leagues request uh uh money money for new gear or something like that and they they have to go through another criteria of and then we issue them money we've had some emergency things where somebody's stolen their stuff or got burnt or something where Mm -hmm. we will give them money the idea is to keep money going in here it's community Community and I've got outreach. to be a little bit more bigger. I always buy two tables. I that's how I met you two knuckleheads. Yeah. <laughs> out there hanging, you had nowhere to eat and stuff. We, I felt we, bad we, for we, you. we appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We uh, we came. So, we're like, I, I always been in days. always try to invite uh, other coaches that I've done work for or stuff like that. So get them and I buy two tables and then we have one guy will buy like one ticket. You know, you're a board member. You need to try sell a whole table. You know on that and then I got involved in uh, uh, sponsoring a team and and uh, uh, we're defending champions like I said we got Shonda Reamer uh, Jeff Skellinger which was a pass award winner uh, for uh, the, uh, the scholarship hmm. uh, oh that's my, cool my son's uh, father-in-law Darren Wellborn and um, uh, Colin Griffin the first time he went back to back to Jesuit where he went to school he won state mm-hmm. and I think wow. he's got a, I think he's rated number one right now so we wow. had uh, 
Um, I'm, I'm just the owner, so I don't play at all. I got my hole in one. There's no challenge for me anymore. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, yeah I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you hang it up. Yeah. But I would, I did, I think Ben said, I don't know how much you said you were going to pay me, Ben, but he wants me to follow you around and paint a line everywhere you hit the ball. But I'm having an issue of getting the paint to stay in the water. Right. <laughs> so I'm working on that technology. You're ball first. I think I figured out a solution. We have what's called cinder blocks, twine, and we have some oh, flag uh, or something, yeah. some boards that we could just you know put yeah. it in the water and you That's just paint good. them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Representing that. It'll all my flow, splashdowns. It'll go back and forth. They call me Splashdown. Well, yeah. Yeah. Splash Brothers, you guys both yeah. played the same thing. The real Splash Brothers, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if there's no wind, you'll see the exact line. Oh, yeah. If it's wind, it'll look yeah. like a little whiffy. <laughs> Dave will grow full gray beard on us. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> I'll be out there a while. Where's my ball? <laughs> Happy Gilmore you, yeah, here. So, so no, I can't bring my foot wedge. Okay. Well... I am I am having a, a personal issue right now. Um, my mom is a avid Golden State Warrior fan. Oh, I've taken a oh, three game. I've taken a game every year. I took the old Sleep Train Arena, and I took it to Oracle, and then this last year I took it to New Sacramento Arena. It's like a mall down there. Oh, it is nice. Well, next year yeah. I'm gonna have to take it to a new one downtown yeah, San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah. So well, I, I think she called me earlier. I think she wants to place a big bet or something like that. Uh, all I know is the dogs go usually go to the other room when she watches the TV. Pride's you know? on the line. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that's great. I, I'm really glad to hear about the uh, Old Timers Baseball Association. Yeah, you guys do good what work. What they do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and and again, it's you know um, you don't have to be a golfer or. Uh, I know everybody likes to eat, and we've uh, we've got some. Uh, we've always had some good speakers and stuff. And mm-hmm. We're we're oh, we're always trying to revamp things. We'll put some info up on the site. Yeah, and kind of put. Yeah. Do, that do you know of any of the speakers this year? Or um, any, uh, I think we, yeah, but it's nothing really set in stone yet. You know. Okay. But we've got it. Um, uh, we finally got Darwin Barney. You know, God, we've been chasing after him, but you know, he's always having the Cubs thing that weekend or something like that. You know, so. We finally got him to speak, you know, mm-hmm. and then of course we had uh, Craig Cheek and Mike Barrett. That yeah. was, you know, that yeah. was really good timing at that event because Rob, it was just Rob, kind of released uh, that we're. Isaac Rob did a great job yeah. hosting. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that, that was great. And so if if somebody's interested in wanting to participate or join the Old Timers Baseball Association, how how are they go about doing that? Well, they probably can contact me. It's, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we uh, we have probably. Uh, but let's let's got, talk a little bit about that. So, oh. um, is there a certain criteria that they have to have to meet in order to, to be with the lose a contest? Lose a contest. <laughs> Sounds very formal. Very formal. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. formal. Yeah, yeah. You that, know? I I probably could easily. I'd, I'd slide right in. That'd be, yeah, yeah, be careful what you say because you might be in there. We are <laughs> trying to get some younger guys. Nothing against the older guys, but we need some more. Participate a lot of energy. There's like setting up for the banquet, and we do a silent auction. There we have some pretty nice stuff, and it's really um, well put together. Well, yeah, I, I was yeah. somehow I end up I mean, with a, a Nolan pol- Ryan poster, a plethora know. of stuff. I mean, we, yeah, there's, there's amazing bats, pictures. I was impressed. Yeah. I mean, signed autograph cleats, yeah. um, baseballs, uh, posters, yeah. signed bats. I know there was a Darwin Barney bat, yeah. the last one, and 
um, some, oh gosh, just a, a large amount of stuff. I mean, this is pretty amazing. It's at the Mac. Yeah. And is that where you host it every year? Yeah. It, it seems we've had guys try to move it around and stuff. Everybody's used to that. It's a great site. Uh, the parking is easy, mm-hmm. for the, especially the some of the uh, older guys. They need to be dropped off in front. So yeah. that it works. It it works out good. And we've had to raise our prices up. You know, just like anything else. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about MLB to PDX, but let's kind of associate the uh, banquet with that. Um, if and when baseball does come to Portland and they have the Major League Stadium, do you almost foresee moving that banquet to the new stadium? Because, uh, I mean, well, what I better know. venue? We have like 400 people. It's a lot. So they would need a big room. I'm sure they could probably do it. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. We, they got a big roof. Yeah, <laughs> we do it on the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. You know, I, I I never thought of that option. You know, but but it'd be a great view. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, across the river. Oh yeah, yeah across the river, well, looking out at a field. That'd I'm excited. Perfect. I heard something about the water taxi, and I live in Clackamas, so okay. they grab one in Milwaukee, go to the game, and we can do it together. Games, yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be kind of fun. Yeah, you, me, Dave, jump yeah. on, drink a couple beers, and up to the game. Uh, Portland State taxi. guy, just Portland State guy. Go Vikes. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Vikes, we'll do yeah. Portland State Vikes only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about MLB to PDX. Um, so, you know, what's your thought on that? I mean, like, do you, what do you, you think it'll be a um, uh, team that is relocated? Do you think it'll be a uh, expansion uh, team? Well, I'm the wrong guy to ask. I thought you were going to say something about the what grounds. Would you, what would you prefer? Yeah. What? Oh, um, well, one thing I heard, there's 30 owners right now, right? So you bring two new guys in. And they were 30 owners that now we got to split all this profit with these two nights. Mm. That's one thing that comes up. Um, the uh, uh, with the advent of I like uh, what Ben mentioned earlier. Montreal did, you know, they got one pulled away, I think a little bit unjustly. Mm-hmm. You know, they and I think you know, they could probably jump into their old stadium and go for a year or two. You know, I guess Nashville's talking and stuff like that too. Um, the thing that was kind of interesting that I heard that I don't think anybody thought of is the NBA that flying into Denver and San Antonio are hard to, hard to fly into those mm-hmm. those those towns. Not a lot of flights. Well, well, yeah. you, you got to have a connection. You know, mm-hmm. there's no real direct flights to some okay. of these these towns where you look at Portland and L.A. Yeah. and Chicago and New York. You know, so. Um, I think definitely we need to get another team out of the West Coast. Yeah, out there, mm-hmm. you know, and um, like we talked about, if you can yeah. get it in Portland, it's like yeah, you're it's, creating yeah, the old it, PCL. It, it feel, yeah, and, you know, it fills in a, a lot of gaps mm-hmm. for that and stuff like that. You know, and they were, you know, back in the old days, AAA, they were the big dog on on the, on they the were. Pacific yeah, Coast League and stuff yeah. like yeah. that. And uh, as far as I know, it's going to go grass. Um, we were involved a little bit with. Uh, the Las Vegas one, they went to grass on the new f- baseball stadium. Uh, the football, from what I understand, Las Vegas is going to stay grass. The sad, the saddest part I heard in our organization, the Sports Turf Managers Association, North Carolina football won field of the year. Hmm. The guys are so proud of themselves of the diamonds and everything they do paint. And the new coach, named me later, well, he's there now, said, oh, we've got to go synthetic. After they got that award, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, and then geez. guess what? Arkansas is going to grass. Mississippi went to grass. You know, there's they're finding things out. There's nothing. There's places for synthetic. You know, but when you got these major stadiums and they're not using, 
they're not playing soccer on these football stadiums and stuff. You know, they're not yeah. playing. They might do one event and make a couple marks on there, so it's not a big deal for them. You know, would you see the new state if the baseball comes here, Portland, when it does? Do you see it being grass or do you see it being? It's supposed to be grass, from what I understand. Huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what's it? Talk a little bit about like from your your expertise and your knowledge of turf management. Um, what kind of time is needs to be allocated towards management of an actual sports facility in the field itself? On grass? Yeah. Well, first of all, the technologies come with the big roll sod. Okay. That they're. Um, I think. I think uh, the NFL. I think they got a budget for two, maybe three times a re resod mm. up the middle and stuff like that. I was real fortunate when my son worked at Washington Redskins. I got, I got to see him. Um, um, they use this phrase mower there; they can adjust it, and it rips out the depth of grass that we want to get rid of. Oh, okay. And the next day they're laying sod. There's no I no intention of it rooting in that quick, but the weight of the sod so heavy, and they kind of force it in there. And they can play right on it like the same day. You wow. Know? So that the technology has come a long way with the that big is, roll sod, huh. sand based sod. They're growing sod on plastic now. Oh, wow. There's not much dirt wow, on yeah. there now. Um, the the, the technology's just like our cell phones, is everything technology's gotten so much, you know. And, uh, and of course, the same token, the technology on synthetic turfers, like you look what Atlanta did. They, they held the SEC championship, mm-hmm. okay? The next day they had the NFL. And the next week they had Portland Timbers, yeah, three all the same stadium, yeah. And they paint, remove, and all that stuff, you mm-hmm. know. So it's uh, that but that's unheard of. That's a few turf. Ago. That's oh, yeah. not, you know, I did, grass. I, another claim to fame. Uh, we went to uh, Houston Astrodome. Uh, we're you know again. Uh, I met the head grounds guy after the game. I watched him switch from baseball to football hmm. on the way he did stuff. Slept on my wall on a forty yard line. Huh. My good friend of mine that's uh, since passed away, Dave Steve, po- played Portland State, a receiver, caught the winning pass on the 50 to 49 game against Montana. June Jones threw. Sweet. My brother and I were pulled out of the stands to run the down chains because now they have like seven, eight guys over there now, you know. And so uh, the Cardinals are playing a spring uh, a uh, preseason game. And I'm talking to one of their uh, probably a trainer, or doctor, or something like that. He says, "Yeah, Dave didn't drop any." He says, "I didn't drop any." So I got to see Dave, and um, I had just as much money. Only if you're young and stupid like I was, I had just enough money to take a flight from Am- from Hobby Airport to Amarillo because hmm. I didn't have a credit card or anything. Yeah, like the worst place in the world to walk in Houston, <laughs> probably not with a flood from. Yeah. Uh, Astrodome, the Hobby Airport, at night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know anybody. Yeah, yeah. You're young and stupid. But I got to see that whole transition of how mm-hmm. they did it back in the old uh, AstroTurf days. Yeah, the carpet and all that stuff. So I've been lucky on seeing some transitions. Yeah. 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 So do you with the the potential for baseball here in Portland? Do you see um, Terminal Two working as like a good location? I mean, yeah, I'm not sure about the space on how many yard, acres. I guess it is. Big enough, it's like fifty something acres. Yeah, yeah I, I think the idea of a, having a waterfront and coming like a McCovey Cove or something like that, putting that—that's the whole thing. Is you know, Portland just has a weird city where you go down to, to Phoenix, you got you got the baseball stadium and you got the, the the basketball arena down there. Everything's right down. Everybody gets off of work, they go right to the game and stuff like that. And here, you know. Uh, uh, you can't redo that with those venues. Even even the Moda Center is kind of hard to do that. You know, they try to put those 
shops or restaurants down mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. you know, that just didn't make it. Yeah. You know, just not enough. It, nobody's down there. Yeah. There's no reason to be down there except for it's, a game. It's too out of the way. Yeah. 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 But we're, if they were downtown or something like that, I think that would be novel. No, I think um, uh, the infrastructure with uh, getting light rail and everything yeah. there, I think that's a must. And that, the area that they're talking about, just right near it where Old Vaughn yeah, Street yeah, Stadium was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're just talking to Callan from Baseballism. He's talking about how, you know, there's, it's up and, it's really up and coming. There's a lot of, yeah. um, be, well, the, the, the bed and breakfast or the, yeah. the Airbnb, the Airbnb accessible yeah. places where people want to go yeah. that, that aren't going to a baseball game. Yeah, you know? yeah. exactly. Yeah. So if you could, if you had relocation of a team, the two teams they're talking about is, uh, Oakland and Tampa Bay, which team would you prefer? Oh, I probably probably be Oakland. You know, I think there's a lot of people here root for the A's in American mm-hmm. yeah. American League. That's another issue is we get National American. That's a you know that's a big split with team. But you know, um, I don't think it really Seattle did that in football. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then um, and then Milwaukee did in baseball. You yeah. know. Yeah. I, you know, whether it be NL, whether it be AL, I think that a lot of people look at it, the, well, can we play the Mariners a bunch? I mean, I, yeah. with interleague play, yeah. I mean, you're yeah. going to get to play the Mariners. Mariners yeah. 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 And you got, you know, and you, but then again, you got Nashville with San Francisco, you know, mm-hmm. that's another rivalry too. But the closest a lot sta- of San Fran fans out here. Yeah. Tons, but the closest yeah. stadium between Seattle, from Seattle, is the closest stadium from there is in San Francisco, correct? Yeah. Oakland. Would be oh, the, yeah. the, 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 Oakland the, Coliseum. Oakland Coliseum. Okay. Well, you know, it's just across the bay. The, I did see Willie Mays' last game. I did go to that World Series. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very cool. It's kind of funny because I rode down there by myself. I walked up to take a thing. I got second row for the um, American League Championship with the Baltimore Royals. Hmm. After, you know, the announcer went and said, well, maybe after this we can buy the World Series tickets. Well, they lost. So they said that on Game 7, they were all booing them because he, they jinxed it. But... Literally after that game was over, I walked right out and stood in line behind maybe ten people and bought World Series tickets. Hmm. You know, so <laughs> why not? But yeah, 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 why not? So yeah. at least I got to see that. No, that's that's cool. Nice. nice. Well, um, you know, we appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, well, I appreciate you having me. Everything I know we that talk you, about it. And, yeah, everything that you've done, everything that you talked about, it's been great. We've got a lot of great information from you. So um, you know, that'll do it for this episode. And as always, I'm Ben and I'm Dave. And I am still Mike. (laughs) And you have yourself a great day, great evening, wherever you're at. Peace out.